Great job, Paul. Yeah, that was awesome. That was cool. I forgot for like the entire middle part that I was even on a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to episode 147 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Blake. Hey. And special guest, Paul. How's hey. it going, Paul? Good. Welcome <laughs> to your first ever podcast. Uh, welcome to the best podcast. The best? Well, welcome to a podcast. Um, <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> welcome to What's a podcast. What's the best pod- one I've been in? Uh, <laughs> there you go. How uh, many officially, have you been? <laughs> that's going to be our tag for this uh, podcast going forward. Yeah. The best one I've been in. Yeah. Gosh, Paul. I'm just going <laughs> to hope you never be in another podcast with anybody else. <laughs> so Severn is busy with life and baby and just general mm. Severn things. Uh, and uh, so Paul is going to be with us, hopefully, for uh, as long as needed. Yeah. Um, uh, unless we deeply offend you. So, Paul, well, it's, more likely so I run, <laughs> it's more likely I run out of things to talk about. Yeah. Um, uh, now, usually we start off an episode talking about what we've been playing, and uh, today's the same. Well, do, do we want to um, intro in, uh, like, who Paul is? Because... No. No. Okay, Paul. yeah, okay. Um, Paul is a web dev at... Well, I would say, like, the web dev at uh, at GGG. You yep. are you are the head. I don't know the exact title. Yeah, technically I'm lead. Yeah, um, and uh, Jonathan once said to me that web development is insane, a- and he uh, thinks only crazy people can get into it because it's so. That kind of checks out. Um, <laughs> and so, sorry to the other web devs. Yeah, but but uh, when he was trying to explain to me, like, there's all these things that ha- like all, all these various code styles that have to hook up, and I don't, I don't know. It was trying to explain it to me. I'm too dumb to get it, but um, the the end result was that I understood web dev to be complicated and messy, and um, it's definitely messy. I'm sure just about everything else can be as complicated in its own way. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey Blake, is art complicated? Yeah, art can get complicated. You can try your best to keep things in an orderly fashion and keep things organized, but just over the course of development. You know, things get yeah because everything still has to work and everything still has to work. Yeah, and mm, and and I, especially for a game like this where it's like you, it, it's the one game that you're working on for like ten plus years. You still yeah. have, you have ten plus years of baggage that you have to keep supporting. <laughs> yep. You can't just come in one day and be like, let's reorganize the entire like art structure. <laughs> can't do that. Have you tried though? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's why I found out you can't. <laughs> How many times did it break the build? <laughs> oh, just <laughs> completely destroyed. Yeah. Um, uh, web dev on Path of Exile is, uh, a particularly interesting beast because it all has to hook into the game files and we want to, we, we have the capacity to display characters and items and exactly there's a whole trade the, site that's on the forum and thing kind of, yeah, of course there's the trade site and then there's always like displaying changes for patch notes and mm. all sorts of stuff. So um, uh, it, it does seem intense. It's so, definitely up there. Why, why do you do it? <laughs> I don't really know. I kind of got, I just ended up a web developer. Um, what did you start out thinking you would do? Biology. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I went really? to uni. Yeah, did the entire first year bio. Wow. Whoa. And then in the 
second half of the year picked up uh computer science and it was easy so i was like okay huh that's so weird <laughs> yeah i've never heard also um thomas i think graduated biology no he's just admin well no now he's like technical something wow job uh, title wise that's so i find oh, that fascinating because yeah. a friend of the podcast jake was doing neuroscience and then went into oh really so what is it with people doing essentially some sort of biology <laughs> or biology adjacent thing and going, uh, let's go with the opposite direction, mm. computers. <laughs> but computers are just like simpler systems, right? Biology is still systems, just way more complicated. When, I, 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 I guess I see where you're coming from. But when I think about like computers, I think a lot of math. There's a lot of math involved. And yeah, but the computers do most of the math for you. <laughs> yeah, but you know you have to know the math, underlying math, to make them do the math properly, right? And then yeah. when I think about biology, it's all kind of this. Okay, now this is based on no education, <laughs> but um, it feels a little bit more loosey goosey. This might think, be the I thing that offends. Once, <laughs> <laughs> once you get into the like nitty gritty of it, it really is. Like still math, yeah. Right, uh, everything's mm. math at some point. Yeah, <laughs> man, that is that is so crazy to be like. I went into like computer science because it was easier. Like computer yeah. science to me sounds like the most complicated, one of yeah. the most complicated things you could study for, at like for at all. It's predictable, right? That yeah. I guess Biology had a lot more. You need to remember specific things. Mm. Like I remember we had to do a whole exam comparing the respiratory systems of lobsters versus crayfish, and I'd only studied crayfish, so I was just like, I I could only remember yeah. one side. Wow. Of it. Are they different? Yeah, I think. Uh, if I'm remembering even the exam, right? <laughs> I've always, actually, here's a question. I've always wondered, like... Oh. Maybe it was lobsters against crabs Lo or something. Lobsters. I think it was lobsters versus crabs, actually. Oh, okay. Because I've always wondered, like, lobsters and crayfish seem so similar that I'm like, they must be... They are related. Related. Right? Or uh, I've always wondered... <laughs> I don't I've always wondered, oh, are they just... drifting into dangerous territory I've here. also just wondered, are they the same thing, but they're called different things in different parts of the world? Like, here they call crayfish, but in America... They're called lobster. I think in I don't know in the U.S. they're called crawdads. <laughs> crawdads. Yeah, lobsters are definitely distinct from crayfish. Okay. <clears throat> I don't um, think I've ever seen a lobster in real life. What? Yeah. Absolutely. Have you been to any Chinese restaurant? No, I mean like whole, <laughs> like not cut up. Yeah. Have you been to any Chinese restaurant where they have it in the tank? I don't think so. You've definitely totally seen that. Have you have you been to Mr. Lobster Private Kitchen? <laughs> I definitely remember yeah. if I went to a restaurant. Shout out, shout out to Mr. Lobster Private Kitchen. Uh, one of my favorite names for a restaurant ever. Also good food. How's uh, that lobster? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, too, I'm too poor to order the lobster. Uh, but the the yum is really good. Nice. Uh, that's dim sum for the U.S. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, we're an international podcast. It's always good to yeah. Um, so let's talk. As you can tell, this is a this is a video game podcast based on all the all the chat we just had. Oh, yep. yep. Um, you guys have been playing a game. Yeah, we've been playing uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring came out. Yeah. Um, how far through it are you, Paul? Uh I'm about level seventy now. I think. Oh my god! Everyone is so much further ahead than me. Is there a level <laughs> cap? I actually, good point. Is there a level cap? I mean, I there's got to be a level know. cap in some capacity, but is it like? Or is it a hundred? I I would imagine it was a hundred, but like I literally don't know because it just. I know seems... you can get higher than a hundred. 
Um, yeah. And that most people end up finishing the game in the one uh, early 100s. Because there's, there's got to be a point where, so for people that I guess I don't know, it's just like Dark Souls. You get, you get a uh, Souls. Oh, another game that's like Dark Souls. Another game like Dark Souls. <laughs> you get, you get uh, Souls for killing monsters, and then you use those Souls to level up. Uh, I think in this game they're called runes, though, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, which I, seems like a, such a. The, what's funny to me is I look at that game and it's the Dark Souls UI. Yeah, like the text is the same. Yeah. The the like even even when you're picking up the soul, I suspect even like the the progression math is very similar. It is, and yeah. uh, they've just done a Control F Souls runes. Yeah, they they straight up have, <laughs> and like like I still call the things bonfires but they're called like sites of grace and yeah. are they bonfires they look they they look like a bonfire except they don't have the sword sticking out of it but oh, they do have like a glowy rune thing on, yeah. on the top like but well, it, maybe they still, just like, misplaced the swords so. yeah they just like, have sword <laughs> they just retextured the sword as a glowing thing and it's like actually if you look at it it is a sword but it's just so bright and glowing you can't tell yeah yeah um but yeah like and, you know, the more you go through the game, the more souls you need to level up. So there must be a point where to level up, you need like, you know, 100,000 souls or something. And at that point, it gets so difficult that it's just, it's like a soft cap, I guess you'd call it, right? Yeah, you'd run out of being able to spend the amount of time doing yeah. things. Although I have heard that there's like crazy rune farming things. Mm. Yeah, I've seen some stuff. I don't, Now, for context, I haven't played El Elden Ring but everybody around me seems to have played Elden Ring. Yeah. You, yeah. you, I had a ray of hope because early on before <laughs> Elden Ring came out, Nick said, I think I might get this. No, even after <laughs> Elden Ring came out. It, was it? Before I actually started looking yeah, into but, it. In yeah, the, exactly. The and then you way. started looking into it and you just started being like, no, nah, no way. Well, okay. What put you off? Oh boy. We're, yeah. You know, let's, should we start yeah. this rant? Yeah. <laughs> um, so when, when, we're, when we're talking about Dark Souls, uh, Blake loves to talk about this moment in the game where you're there's a nest and you uh, you duck down in the nest and you pretend you're an egg for like <laughs> 10 seconds, 30 seconds. It's probably like 15. It's an amount of time that makes it uncomfortable. It, yeah, it's an amount of time that have you have you seen? Have you played Dark Souls 1? No. Oh, so okay. I, I barely played any Dark Souls mm. games. Before really? So this is... I played a bit of Bloodborne. Yeah, but not really knowing any of the how you're supposed to play it, oh, I was wow. going through super linearly, and I yeah. had a point where I couldn't progress. Yeah, turns out you're not even supposed to go that way. But I stopped playing oh. because I couldn't get down this well. Oh right, <laughs> this this it, it almost just only reinforces my point. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, you pretend you're an egg, and then you wait there for an amount of time that feels uncomfortable, mm. and then a bird picks you up and carries you to a secret boss. Now, and you, you need to beat that secret boss and you get an item from that to unlock a whole nother area of the game in Dark oh, Souls man. 1 that like you wouldn't have known was even there. Yeah. Like, like there's this giant painting in this place and it just says you walk up to it and you can interact with it and it just says like special item required. And you're just like, wow, what was that? Or you're like, well, maybe I'll find something along the way. Yeah. And if, like, if they had just put a clue there instead, I know, as opposed right? To just a UI error. And it's like, one of those. <laughs> and it's one of those things. Like I do, I, I, I both like it and hate it that this whole like you crouch down into and pretend to be an egg for like, like thirty minutes or something <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to unlock this entire section of the game. It's it's so I get I get in like. 
an age where there's wikis mm. and stuff. This isn't necessarily it's, it's, a big problem. Exactly. But like if you were just playing it yourself, like if I was playing that naturally and nobody told me about it, there is no way I ever. There's a zero percent chance. Yeah. yeah. But when you, when you, I mean, you might, there might've been a slight chance, but like even the fact of like where that nest is, you have to do some like, <laughs> some 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 like platforming You're, to get on, there yeah. and the game hang is on. not really set up very well for platforming <laughs> but when you get to the nest there is a interaction button that says become an egg okay and so you crouch down like that <laughs> become an egg. You, crou you crouch down like that and pretend to be an egg but you stay in that pose for so long that like most people would be like oh yeah okay whatever that's a weird that thing work, yeah. and just go it's like sticking it out to like an unreasonable amount of time <laughs> is is like unlocks the secret and like knowing that going forward, there's been there's been things where um, there's been other things in games where like you have to um, you you can collect these poses in the game, so your character can like do a pose that's like praise the sun or kneel down yeah. or lie down or yeah, like whatever. Animal Crossing. Yeah, the other Souls like game. I like. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Nook is the is, is, uh, <laughs> is that Animal Crossing? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's 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 other places in other games where you have to, to to unlock something, you have to strike a certain pose and hold it for an unreasonable amount of time. But like right. knowing that means that anytime I see something that is like, I wonder, like, I, I it's like I wonder if I'll unlock something by doing something for an unreasonable amount of time. <laughs> and that, if I, I just think, really commit to this ridiculous thing, yeah, yeah maybe something that, awesome will happen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's going to come into what Nick also wants to talk about, where there was discovered a wall. Oh my god! In, in Elden Ring, uh, so not in all throughout all the Dark Souls games, there's been hidden walls. Yeah, and you just swipe at the wall, and it it it, it like disintegrates, yeah. and there's a hidden passage, and so. Around all of the games, there's uh, messages that players leave that say hidden wall, mm -hmm. hidden path ahead, up against walls. They're all lies. And they all lie, and you hit them, <laughs> and you're like, ah, bull, bullshit, whatever. Uh, except there is this one wall that players have found that if you hit it 50 times, <laughs> it will it will reveal a hidden area. Yeah. And like now, I'm like, were all those were all those notes on the ground saying hidden wall? Were they true? Do I just have to? hit You just got to go back and commit. Yeah. The thing is, okay. Look, in a, in a, I, I love the idea from a developer standpoint where it's like, <laughs> this is really funny. This is going to troll a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, uh, I like this, maybe this, uh, there's a meta level there mm. where it's like, we know that players love to put hidden wall where there's no hidden wall. So let's make a hidden wall that is actually a hidden wall, but requires <laughs> you to really commit to it. Mm. And then they'll see this message and they'll hit it and nothing will happen. But tee -hee -hee, there's something there. But then from a player standpoint, it's infuriating. It's, it's just it's maddening. It's and and it's it's needless because now in the back of but my mind, it's also not important, right? Like that secret wall is just a secret wall to some optional content that I'm assuming is optional. Probably, is I don't it know optional? What, I don't know what's back there because I didn't <laughs> I didn't look into it because I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. I but wanna... yeah, consider the psychological impact that has had on Blake, even where it's like, okay, yeah, now, it's it's a hidden wall for some optional content, yeah. but you had to do it so many times that now Blake is questioning every other method. <laughs> Every other message that says hidden yeah. wall. Yeah. Now I now if I see a blank wall that like this looks like a I don't know, it just looks like there might be something there. Oh, I'm just gonna have to wail on it yeah. for like a minute. It, or, or and I've every, already done that. Every single yeah. every single <laughs> position game. where it's like, oh, I have to hold a pose for a while. How long do I have to hold that pose for? It could be an hour. Who knows? Yeah, I just walk away from the <laughs> Yeah. It's just there are there so, are, are is there's it's a 
there are a lot of games where hidden information is like an important game design element. Uh, mm. Minecraft kind of plays into this idea of like you build tools by you lay your things out in a shape, right? Mm. And you get the tool. And none of that is like obvious and it's all sort of community driven. And Dark Souls operates in the same philosophy. And I kind of, I hate it. <laughs> I just hate it. Because if I buy a game and I don't want to interact with the community, I'm potentially missing out on literally entire areas of mm. the game for not doing this and uh, having a worse experience as a result. And it it feels... Uh, there, there, there's like games like Kaizo Mario, where yeah, I've like seen clips of that. Where yeah, it's it's like you every time you jump, there's probably like an invisible block that's gonna knock you into a pit below, mm. and uh, and it, it's it's a game that is built to like troll the player. Yeah, and mm. Dark Souls is that, but it's you're you're paying a hundred dollars for it. That, but if you, you did, if you played it and never interacted with any of the secrets, you would still probably end up playing it for like sixty hours mm. and enjoying the shit out of the game, right? Well, sure, okay, let, let me put it this way. In the same way that Kaizo Mario has these invisible blocks, you've mm. also Dark Souls has like cliffs where it's like, oh sweet, I'm gonna walk over there. This looks like a thing to explore, and then the cliff falls out from beneath you and you die. I don't know where this part that you, you I've heard you talk about that part before. I saw I've a clip. Not, it exists. It 100 percent exists. Is this in an Elden Ring? Yeah, that's the start of the game. It's <laughs> if you if you beat so the boss, annoying. there's a boss at the start of the game. Oh. If you beat it, then there's no point where the story continues so the game has to kill you to get the story to yeah continue. because you're, most people 99.9 percent .9 of people will die Just to that, die to that boss. boss yeah so that's they, the point that's to teach you that dying in the game is a part, part of, of the game. game so but then it also teaches the, you to watch out you, the cliff. You, <laughs> yeah this is this is the thing but try jumping <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh or or any time in the game which is i as i understand it nearly constant where you enter a room and from an angle you couldn't see, a dude jumps from the side and uh, well, that that you. teaches you to be careful. Like so, just this morning, God. I walked into a new area, and there I saw. I walked into this area. It was a big cave, and I saw on the far side of the wall these giant ants, like <laughs> like attached, like uh, yeah. clinging to the the wall. And I was like, oh, okay. And there was like a tunnel that went that way. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm not going to go over there because I saw another tunnel that went out, and there was an item way down the end there. I walk, as I walked out, I noticed that the tunnel then widened out into a larger cave. And I was like, remembering the ants that were on the wall. So I looked up and clearly there was an ant right above there waiting for me to like run through and it would jump on me. But because I was aware of my surroundings uh, and because the game had shown you that ant, like before you even get there, there's ants on the wall to watch out for. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I was aware of it and I easily like beat that ant. You're, do you understand you're boasting about beating an ant? It was a big ant. It can be an accomplishment <laughs> it sometimes. Big ant. It was like a size of a horse. <laughs> I, I came across this one less, of the... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, I would argue this is less about the signaling in this game and more about the four other Dark Souls-style games you've played before this that use the same yes. mechanics. I mean, I, look, I can't, like, I can't see this game through fresh eyes. But well, I, yeah, it just so see, happens we can. Because <laughs> um, the only one that I've played is Bloodborne. And I think from what I've heard is quite a different game mm. to the other Dark Souls but, games. Yeah, I've I've not played Bloodborne, but I'm imagining it's still got a lot of that same kind of you got to watch out for people around corners and, and stuff. 
I don't remember so much of the around corners, but it was you learn have to figure out pretty early on that you're not supposed to kill everything. Mm, yeah, yeah. I spent a long time trying. Yeah. Mm. I had a which uh, did probably help me going into Elden Ring because yeah. there's definitely some stuff you're not supposed to fight at the yeah, start. Yeah, for of the sure. Game. Um, and I was like, I, I was saying this as well to a, a friend of mine who like, um was in Auckland over a couple weekends ago and I got him to play Elden Ring and he's mm. never played any uh, Dark Souls games before and he had that mindset of there's enemies, I have to kill them all. Yeah. Um, and I was saying like, you don't, you can just go past them. There's even bosses that you can just nav- like navigate around. It's mm. not, you don't have to like fight every single thing in your path. Like for me, I'm, I treat it as if like, what if I am in this world? What would I be doing? And it's like, I'm not going to be... I'm going to run away. Yeah. All the time. The, yeah, the, I do a lot of running yeah. away. <laughs> I ran away a lot. And <laughs> I um I started out as a character that had like uh, nothing but a loincloth and a stick. And so like the first like six hours of my game was like hiding in bushes and like backstabbing people. <laughs> um, because I'm like, this is how I would be in, if I was in that world. I would be playing, I would be careful and not like just charge out there because this game is like, you're not this, it's not a power fantasy, really. Hmm. Not at least not until I guess you get later on with crazy weapons and stuff. Yeah, apparently or, or some there. spells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you, when especially the first few hours is absolutely not a power fantasy. Like <laughs> the first, I mean, for one thing, the first boss you encounter within the first minute of gameplay kills you outright. Mm. Uh, and then the next enemy that you encounter is also a boss who will just kill you outright. Like, yeah, you know, fun. Yeah. So, but it teaches you to like, okay, it, it teaches you that you, the, the second boss that you see is like this big golden guy on a horse that's like walking back and forth. And he's literally like the first enemy in front of you that you can see. Uh-huh. Um, so like fighting him, if you're like, there's an enemy, fight him, charge in there, boom, get one shot and die. Um, that teaches you that like, okay, if people look tough, they probably are tough. So, so be cautious with it. You know, like there are plenty of other games where that I've played where it's like, this thing looks tough, you know, I'll, 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 I should be cautious around it. And then you just wreck it because you know, it's like a power fantasy or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have no issue with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind even like the idea of death as a progression Mm. mechanic. Or, or as part of the court game loop. Yeah. There's lots of games that do that well. Um, my issue primarily stems from uh, information hidden yeah. and mechanics that are overly punishing for no other reason than, it, I guess, it's funny. Which, um, I guess, that can be a reason. Yeah. But, like, if um, if it, it, it pushes past the point into frustration, that's where it's, like, that's where I start. I... I get you, but I've not come to a point yet in that game where it's crossed that threshold of frustration and being like, this is actually just like I like I was saying before the podcast that these Dark Souls games are um, tough but fair, mm. right? And there's very I just don't agree. There's very there's very <laughs> few. I I feel that there's very few parts in those games that have crossed that threshold of just being tough and not fair. Well, Paul. You've been playing. Yeah. You're, you said you're level 70? Yep. Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with that sentiment? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Uh, for the just, most part. Uh-huh, just about uh-huh. every time I've been fighting something and died, it's because I made like a mistake that I 
like hadn't learned the attack patterns of the boss yet or was doing something that I shouldn't be doing. And the only other times when I've died and I couldn't really have avoided it were just because of like some bug or camera angle. Camera mm. angle is really the thing that I'm thinking of. Mm. The camera swings around and it's mm. a giant boss and you just can't actually see what's going on anymore. Right. Yeah. That doesn't sound great. Um, but uh, I will say... Um, I I don't mind games where like death in combat is is frequent. Hmm. Um. Uh. So I don't know if you guys watch Dunky videos. Don't think so. No, you you got me to watch his videos on Zelda though. Mm-hmm. He just he just put out one on Elden Ring. Right. And his viewpoint is too hard. Right. And uh, this is a guy. He said he beat it four times. Jeez. <laughs> um uh and he's he's a very good yeah. gamer uh, uh and his philosophy basically is like a lot of moves uh one shot you in an unfair way or lock you into like a stun in an unfair mm. way that just still feels like one shot or things just deal too much damage mm. um and like I, all this all the imbalances stuff it's it's like whatever what my my biggest criticism i guess is can here's an example can you learn uh an enemy's attack patterns without dying a bunch. Yeah. Maybe not a boss. Mm. You maybe could, though. If, if you were just committing to rolling a lot mm. and like have I've, good stamina regen. Yeah. Like, I've definitely mm. beaten bosses' first attempt and yeah, I've learned their stuff. But that's also because, like, um, there's, there's different sort of levels of bosses in the game. Like, there are many bosses that are in those little dungeons yep they're a lot easier to to beat like first time they just don't do as much damage um but then the the sort of main bosses bosses have taken me several several attempts to i actually have had more luck with main bosses than i have the side ones really wow but that will partially be because i did a lot of just going off and exploring so when so I was lower I'll, level, yeah. I was encountering more of the side things. Mm. I I think it's a game that appeals to me because I I love open worlds. I love um like truly open worlds where mm. it's like you can go anywhere and do anything. And you mm. can climb mountains and find a Korok seed. Yep. 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 Um and um I love a good boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um and I I love the uh uh the idea of the open-ended character builds this game presents. Yeah. Um, but then when I see these things like like uh, cliffs that just collapse you, underneath. You hung up on that cliff. Or, or a wall that takes 50 hits. <laughs> or, um, you know, you're walking by and a dragon falls out of the sky on you. And, yeah. And there's, one, there's all these things where it's like maybe it's signals, but maybe the signals are too subtle mm. and in all likelihood you miss them and you get there's that... owned by something that feels very unexpected and you re- yeah. you do this literally hundreds of times. Yeah. And I'm like, is this something I really want to commit like 60 plus hours of my life? How do you I just get, don't know. How do you get to that like being afraid in a game without having punishment be the way that pushes you towards being afraid in the first place? Mm. Okay. Um let, why don't I why don't I use my favorite example which is uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, that's a game that follows a very similar structure to Elden Ring. 
it's open world. Have you played mm. Breath of the Wild? I have, but I didn't finish it. No. I don't typically finish games. Um, Breath of the Wild, I expect, is way, way, way easier than, than any Souls game. But it, it shares some common features. Um, uh, but uh, early on in Breath of the Wild, you are you have to make your way to a dungeon on the first starting plateau. And um, the dungeon is sort of in a, in the corner of a sort of maze thing. Yeah. Um, and um, there are a couple of, like, guardians that are paralyzed. Uh, like they don't, they're they're rusty, but they, they still can aim and shoot. Yeah, they I can't remember move. that. Mm. And um, those things uh, lock onto you, start making a bunch of noise. You um, get a sense that they're aiming at you, and then they fire a huge, damaging blast at you that I think will basically one shot you. Mm. But you've got a ton of time to notice and understand that you're being targeted. It's making these scary noises you never encountered before. It makes I think different combat music yeah um, and uh there's also plenty of opportunities to hide yeah um, but so, isn't that still more like action than suspense what do you mean well it's because sus- suspense to me is more the side of like thrillers and stuff oh, where someone's going down a corridor and yeah. the music changes maybe gets more spooky like yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. you don't know what's in the dark yeah. Basically, you're walking through an unknown area. You don't know what's ahead of you. And Versus the kind of, you can see that there's an enemy mm. there. And that's still scary if it's you're, that you're going to die, but it's a different kind of scary. Uh, yeah, sure. I see where you're coming from with that. Um, uh, yeah, it's a different style of game. I think Dark Souls is very much more in the horror side of things. Like mm. Even just from an art style perspective, mm. all yeah. the jagged bones and, and like body horror stuff going on. Um, uh, even then, I don't know. Jump scares feel cheap to me in a film. Mm. Yep, that's true. And I think so as well. And it feels mm-hmm. like a lot of the Dark Souls games mm. are like jump scare the game. There's definitely the jump scare <laughs> element. Like I was saying, that ant would yeah. have jump scared me if I wasn't. And the Dark Souls 1 slimes are a perfect example because the first time you encounter one, it falls on your head and takes off half your life, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's your first encounter with it. There was no way of knowing that that was going to happen. It's yeah. like, that's its way of teaching you is, and if you're on half life, that just kills you. When you, when you say it, you, I, you keep saying it teaches you these things and I don't necessarily <laughs> disagree <laughs> <laughs> that it's teaching you something, but there are ways to teach you these things that aren't, ha ha, you died, idiot. No, I get you. I'm like, <laughs> Like I said, the ant thing is a prime example, right? Yeah. Because it shows you that. Yeah. It shows you that right up front. That sounds like a good. It's, yeah. But, but I'm saying the slime one yeah. is not a good example yeah. of that. Yeah. But, but even then, you you said it takes half your health. Yeah. So you would still survive that. You would still survive if you're on full health. If you're on full health. Yeah. Like if, if you're, you're below half health, or even like because you can not upgrade your health. You can. People are on varying levels of health. Mm. So it takes. It, when I encountered it, it took off half my life. But another person who had built their character different might have less health, and it might just kill them. Um, there's um, there's an example specific to uh, Elden Ring. I don't. Uh, this might be spoilers. I don't know. I haven't played it. <laughs> this is all. From, yeah. This is all secondhand. Um, but um, there's uh an enemy type that is invisible, and backstabs you, and has a bunch of health and runs away. Wait, is this an Elden uh, Ring? Yeah. yeah. There's I have a not boss. These. As a boss. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. What? 
Right. Okay. The fact that you're even saying that, and you're you're like, I would say the biggest like Dark Souls. Well, here's fan I know. here's also the <laughs> thing I wonder is that I encountered an invisible person, an invisible NPC. Oh. Uh, and I could not interact with them, and how did you even know there was an NPC? Because they were there? calling to me. They were like, "Hey, I'm over here. Why, why can't look at me? Why can't you see me?" Like, mm. oh, interesting. Maybe you know. this is maybe this is the, the teaching tool that a lot of people <laughs> missed. But I know that there is uh, a way to reveal this. Mm. Is there an item on... or something? I'm not. Uh, do you want and, to spoil it? No, don't. If okay. just, I, I, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I bet there is because when I encountered that NPC that was invisible, I was like, I'm sure there's like something I'll find that will reveal, yeah, like hidden something or other, and then yeah. I'll be able to yeah. go back to that character. Yeah. So uh, I think. You may have found the teaching tool, but I think a lot of players yeah. didn't. Well, that's I didn't. That teaching, that teaching, like that NPC is off the path a little bit. Like it's it's in an area that play all the players have gone to and yeah. would would be frequenting a lot. Yeah. But it's in a section of it that's just slightly off to the side a bit. And the only reason I found it was because I was running away from a bigger <laughs> enemy, <laughs> and I ran through a bush and I heard someone go. Hey, hey, over here! And then I was too busy running. Yeah. And then I went, I went back to that bush and was like, "Where was this NPC?" And then, then I sort of found there's an invisible character somewhere around there. <laughs> so I think, um, I, yeah. So this is just an example mm. where it's like, you could have put that guy on the main path. Yeah, exactly. And it would have been yeah, totally yeah. fine. Yeah. He's invisible. Yeah. And people are still gonna miss him. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could have put him near this boss, and, and maybe he is. I don't really know. But like, uh, I suspect that, and, and and you know what? I'm not even positive positive that the item that reveals the boss is the item that reveals this NPC. Uh, I don't. I just uh, don't know. But um, you know, there are ways to lump the teaching tool mm. and the challenge sort of together, at least, so that the yeah. player can still still has a chance. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like mm. going back to those ants, right? If, yep. if if those that's, ants, that's an example of a of a challenge that could I you know and it's insert. it's like right there but yep. for this invisible guy if that NPC yep. is the uh, yep. teaching tool he's off the path yep. probably in a in the very early stage of the game wherever this invisible boss is I've not gone to him so he's in some <laughs> later stage yep. like you'd have to somehow remember like well I also 50 hours later never <laughs> got the thing that revealed him right. When I fought him, he was still going invisible. Did you all beat the time. him? Yeah. Oh my god! How did you manage that? <laughs> so, giving uh, explaining will give away oh, okay. some right. of the mechanic. Right. Then. All right. Can mm. you see his footsteps at least? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I he, have. So seen... he's in uh, water, and you can see the water. Oh, the footprints interesting. In water. Sorry for any spoilers for anyone that still wanted to figure that. There's, out. there's a different way to do it. Um, well, I won't spoil that. All either. right. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, you know it's fine. I just think there are ways to signal, like I get it, and, and it's a solution or whatever. I, I get it. You can easily miss stuff, but I, and, I also kind for of me personally, like that, at least, though. yeah, I, totally. But for me, you don't have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't have this limited like gaming oh, time. I, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have uh, the the constant sleep deprivation. Yeah. Um, I, that's I, definitely not going to help. Yeah, I and, I understand because. Dark, uh, this game is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> oh like, God. to play. Like, I I think the longest I've played solid is maybe, like, four hours. And after that, I'm just, like, tired from playing it. I think I did do a couple, like, 
just Saturdays. But yeah. I don't usually play it when I get home from work. Right. Yeah. Neither, neither I, do I. I wait for the weekends. Yeah. 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 It's 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 not a it's not a two hours after work game. Yeah. Like, so what you're saying is it's work to play. It, it is a little bit. It does sort of feel like a little bit like that because you you get into this like um you you get sort of stressed out a little bit and yeah. like like height like you're heightened like you're on the edge of your seat like yeah. you're hmm. like it 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 has an adrenaline yeah boost kind of thing there's an element of dread there yeah yeah and like it. you have to you i feel like going sitting down to play it you know that you're going to be tested it's going to be a a, a tough yeah thing yeah it's going to be enjoyable don't get me wrong like i'm loving it but yeah. it's a thing of like it's not like zelda where it's like i could play that for two hours or an hour and have a great time yeah and not like in this, it's like it. You you have to take you have to play it seriously, which yeah. like it. I don't know but if that's the best way. It's still very fun. Yeah, and yeah, like sure. overcoming the difficulties in it. it yeah, is rewarding in a way that yeah. other games just won't be. Yeah, that's, same as like roguelikes and things like that, where you're gonna fail a lot before you succeed, mm. and then the success just feels better because of it. Sure. Mm. roguelikes at least have the random element so you can you can um blame some of that failure on and like an external force mm. that's beyond your control um but also they often feel very fair as a result because there's like i know that i could have taken a different path or i could have like there are different there, are, there there were options i could have taken that maybe would have ameliorated some of that later challenge yeah um often roguelikes also have this compounding nature to them where it's like my my previous choices have impacted my current state mm. and as a result, my success rate. Mm. Um, and, it, you know, maybe Elden Ring and the Dark Souls games have these elements as well. Uh, it's just not as obvious, I guess. And there's no, there's not as much randomness for, for sure, right? Um, Other than attack patterns, sometimes you just end up with like the boss doing like the bad attack pattern a bunch of times in mm. a row. And then, and you get you get it, you get like the block right the first three times, mm. and then the miss the block on the fourth right. one, and then you yeah, get that. I get like talking about attack patterns with bosses. There's there's a thing I think I've noticed in this game that other Dark Souls games I don't remember doing where, um, like it was it was obvious on uh that uh, I feel that like first, I already know what you're gonna that say that first boss. I, I don't know that first boss. Is it input reading? No, no. Okay. That wait, what do you mean by that? You press a button and they respond to the button press, like you do. You do a specific attack or whatever, yeah. And, and they will dodge it, and it doesn't even matter if you're like aiming at them. They're oh, actually I've, for the... I've actually not noticed. Oh, I I sort of have noticed that, okay. but not 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 quite. Okay, but I, I mean that. Um, so there was this there was this boss at this like gate towards the um the first castle. Mm. I can't remember his name, like Margaret, I think, or something like something like that. Oh, tough, tough. <laughs> yeah, um, and. Uh, he 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 was he's a pretty standard boss, big guy with a weapon that hits you. Um, but <laughs> the, the the problem I was finding is that, like, he would raise his arm for an attack, right? Mm. And then I would go to dodge, but then he would hold his arm up longer. Yeah. And then I would be like, okay, dodge now. But he would hold it up even longer, <laughs> and then I get hit, and I'm like, <laughs> like it was it was so frustrating. Because it just felt like my natural rhythm of when I expected that attack to hit. They mess with that a lot. Yeah. Too. 
See, that's there's been a few things where you, I just dodge way too early, yeah. and then the attack actually happens, and I just end up fighting that guy. I just end up in this loop of just like constantly dodging because I have no <laughs> idea when he's actually gonna like slam his hand down. Is it a variable pattern as well? What do you mean? Is it like sometimes it'll Does be it five seconds, sometimes it'll be three seconds? No, it's it's. No, it's, I, it's, it's I, I did eventually like get used to it, mm. but going in there, like my instincts are to dodge when I think it would come down. Yeah, and he would engine. hold it up longer mm-hmm. and longer and then yeah and like there's i like in other dark souls games there are enemies that would do that but i don't really remember that on any of the bosses like that like dark souls 3 had a bunch of bosses that you could very get into a rhythm with yeah. and it's almost like a it was like a rhythm game at that point yeah <laughs> like there, there was one boss in particular of dark souls 3 i think he was called like the something or other dancer like his, his, his he had that in his thing and he his attacks were all rhythm based yeah like it was yeah you you could you could pick up the rhythm and then yep. once you did that you would just dodge on the rhythm and never get hit and that was like my favorite fight <laughs> yeah that sounds <laughs> that's awesome. cool yeah that sounds like super fun and um you know i've played games with similar feeling things you yeah get into a flow state you feel yeah. like you you are completely in control mm. um you are you feel unified with your character like yeah. it's all yeah that's, that's the magical state you want to be in yeah this if the Souls games just feel like they're out to troll that though, where it's like I, I ah, you think you, you're in a rhythm, but surprise, there's a jelly on your head. There's a jelly on your <laughs> head. Um, but I also get to Paul's point that like very few games feel as rewarding when you succeed. Mm. Um, and that's a I think that's the primary appeal here. It is a form of um of like heightened stress followed by reward and like. Uh, it's got a sort of gambling aspect to it in that regard, where it's like you are that the anticipation rises, and then you are you you get that dopamine hit, and it feels mm-hmm. amazing. Yep. And um, and the things that may not actually be be random but feel random only add to that. Um, things like you know jellies falling on your head or, or mm. dudes stepping out from behind. Yeah. Nooks mm. and crannies. Yeah. Um, it's just. The, I think there's an amount of time and commitment that you have to... When you said you couldn't play afterward. Yeah. Um, when Breaking Bad was a thing, I couldn't watch that Dude, afterward. I was I was thinking of Breaking Bad while I was it's, explaining it's, that because I had that same feeling. Like, you need to get into the mindset yeah. to watch Breaking you Bad. You know it's great, yeah. but you also know it's going to emotionally drain you. Yeah. That's and, it. That drained. You feel drained yes. after playing it. But, yeah. Yeah, there's certain movies and shows that are, are like that, and mm. there are certain games that are like that. Um, I w- and I would argue that Dark Souls is probably on the extreme end of that. Yeah, like the, and, and Elden Ring by. Um, it's not a. It, it's not a. Uh, yeah, it's not a chill out game. It's not a game of like after like I've had yeah. a hard days work. I just want to switch my brain off and not do anything. Like, yeah. do you need to really switch your brain on? Yeah, yeah so, but I think if you were willing to just go off and go on some random adventure, not into scary places, yeah, it wouldn't be as. There it's is, just it's so yeah. easy to go down that I know. cave you find. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the thing, and like when you, so I, I had a little bit of that where I was like just, I was just like not not taking things too seriously and just like adventuring around. But that was only when I got to a point where I basically like leveled to a point where nothing really was like too much of a threat in the mm. in the first sort of zone. Uh, and I was just like, I'm just going to go around and like explore all the corners and all the things that I'd never yep. gotten to. 
Um, and, you know, I found a bunch of, like, secrets and random items and little dungeons and stuff that that I hadn't found before. Um, and it was cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. And there was... There but was you a, know what? Yeah. Games can do that without the stress. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Zelda it, it, is like a... Is that what you're describing there? Yeah, it's all Zelda. Is, I, is I Zelda know. without the grind. I know, I know. There's uh, actually something in uh, Elden Ring that was taken straight from Zelda. Like hundred percent taken from Zelda. Korok seed? No, um, <laughs> it's the it's the. Do you remember on the the tablet that Zelda has? There's pictures, and if you go to the location of, if you find the location yeah. of that picture, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a, uh, a cutscene. You have a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Well, throughout um, Elden Ring, you find these like paintings that people mm. that are just around, uh... and they're of they're paintings of places in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. If you go to that area. Like this ghost sort of painter shows up and gives you like an item or like an mm-hmm. ability. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Did you did you know that? No, I got the paintings. Yeah, but I haven't found any of the places. Uh, yeah, so I I went and like I had I think three paintings and mm. one night I was like I'm just gonna I think I know where these are I'm just gonna go see if mm. I can find them and I just roamed around looking for them. Yep. That's cool. Mm. It's also the most annoying mechanic in Zelda. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, it really is. <laughs> I, I mean, like I've only that, found though. three of those paintings. Mm. Um, it, oh, I, it, uh, I think part of it is the execution in Zelda. Yeah. Um, uh, I love Breath of the Wild, mm. but graphically it is much simpler yeah. than Elden Ring. And yeah. so it's much harder to find well, the distinct... Uh, there was landscape that these things maybe trying to convey. I, I remember in Zelda there was one shot that just looked like a forest, and I'm like, yeah, there's there's a bazillion yeah. forests in this game. <laughs> like, how am I supposed <laughs> yeah. to find the exact one? Like, it's insane. Yep, uh, agreed. Yeah, uh, and so I think maybe even it's probably a, a better execution of mm. that same idea in Elden Ring, where things are much more distinct. Yeah, it's be- like these interesting architectural. Yeah, there's 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 clear land like similarish to Zelda. There's clear landmarks all over the place with these like there's the obvious ones are the giant trees that are everywhere. Yeah. And one mm-hmm. of the paintings I found uh had this giant tree in the background and like this like ruined arch over the in the foreground. So I was like, well clearly I, I had an idea of what tree it was. So I was mm-hmm. like, clearly it's just finding the right kind ruins of ruins nearby. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um it was good. And then yeah, another painting had like the the starting church that you walk out of. Like in in the in the foreground, and then in the far background, there's like the the castle that you uh, is the first castle that you go to. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, pretty much good idea where I know know where that is. Mm. Like, yeah, it's a good game. So I hear. <laughs> yeah, you should. I you I, should I, it's a game. I think it. I would rather borrow. Yeah, I, I think you should borrow it because like I I get that you have limited time with a child, and it's 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 definitely a game that you have to like Breaking Bad. You got to sit down and be like, uh, you got to mentally prepare for yeah. In, yeah. in some way. Yeah. Like even I, I started just, um, I'm one of the like five people in the world that subscribed to the uh, Nintendo online expansion pass. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And because I wanted to play Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. And um, uh, great game, by the way. Uh, they, uh, in the last month or two also added Majora's Mask. Oh yeah. Which is another fantastic game. Yeah. But that one's kind of emotionally taxing as well. And it's um, also intellectually taxing. It's, right. Yeah. Um, got this, I don't know why I'm talking about a 20 year old game at this point, but um, it's got this, have you played Majora's no, Mask? No, I haven't actually played it. Do you know anything about it? Uh, I think I've seen parts of speedruns. Okay. Yeah. So the core mechanic is um, the moon is falling on this town mm. and, and 
it's going to destroy it in three days. And so you have three days to do all the things you need to do, but you have the capacity to start those three days again, and some elements of what you do are safe. But only uh, okay. some. And so um, it is about making incremental progress and resetting, making in incremental progress, resetting. Hmm. You basically are slowly unlocking the tools to access more parts of the world yep. and resetting um, and and doing all of these things within this small time window. Um, and the world constantly changes as over the course of these three days as people like leave to escape the collapsing moon or um, just events unfold. Um, and so in addition to all of this sort of gameplay loop, you're also trying to track patterns like, oh, this guy's here at this time um, and he's gone at this time. Um, this door is only open during these hours. Yeah. Um, these events only happen in this sequence on the, across these days and I have to be at these points at these times to achieve this quest, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, uh, and that's a game that I, I'm really enjoying it, but I can only play it in little chunks. Yeah. And, uh, Do you have to keep notes of all the little bits that... Not, not, not yet, at least. Mm. Um, though, one of the, the good things about this about Majora's Mask is because of this like set time frame, which you can kind of double. You have the capacity to slow down time. Okay. But you've got the set time frame and um, you can, it, it, it's not an inconceivably long amount of time that you could sit there and spend admittedly a long session focused on this one objective. Yeah. Um, and you follow it through for the three days and then, if you achieve it, awesome. You, you reset it and the game saves and you've got that done. Mm. So um, for the most part, you can just kind of focus on a thing and get it done. So you don't necessarily need to take notes. At least not yet. I think there okay. is maybe one quest that is like quite complex. So it's not too like intertwined where you need to keep um, track not, of not all Not for the of most the... part, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's also... Uh, as far as Zelda games go, it's very grim because it's it's an apocalypse story or a pre-apocalypse story. Mm -hmm. Well, there's people who are accepting their fate. Uh, there are people who are like denying it. Um, <laughs> all, with also in the context of like the world's political uh, yeah. state, oh, wow. it feels very applicable. Like really, like, <laughs> well, like people who are denying the moon is falling on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and you can see it. And it's the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I don't know why everyone's leaving town. These people are idiots. Um, <laughs> and so, like, you go that, and, and it's like, oh, this is getting a little real, <laughs> <they're> actually. Like, <laughs> but they like, the moon's always been that close. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, uh, and so it's a particularly apt game at this point. Yeah. And so there's, a, there's yeah. an emotional toll there as well. Wow. But... Um, I think I'm just going to stick with that while everyone else is playing Elden Ring yeah. in my 25 year old game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could always play Elden Ring in 25 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> go back in. You'd be like, this is so quaint. <laughs> I like how easy this game Such is. Such a relaxing game. It <laughs> doesn't just randomly punch me in the face with an actual sensor. No. Uh... Yeah. Uh, it's a shame. I don't know how, because I've playing it on PC, you can't share PC games. Uh, I'm considering buying a PlayStation later this year, oh, okay. um, but I also might just buy it on PC if it, if the mm. price drops low enough. Um, your PC, you got it. It's it's reasonably new, right? Yeah, I think I got it a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Mine is about three or four years old at this point. Right. So yeah. I suspect I might need to wait until the next PC. Yeah. Whenever that. I is. I do get PC, some uh, five. I do get some weird <laughs> lag parts though. 
I've heard performance is bad on PC. Yeah, like I I was talking to um one of the guys at work about it and like they were having the same issue. Yeah. And um they reckon it's because that it's li- it, you know this open world thing is like when it loads in a new sort of I don't know world yeah, yeah. chunk or yeah. something it there, there can be this like lag yep. spike thing. Yep. Yep. Um and one of the guys at work was saying he was fighting a boss that was right between basically on a loading point of, mm-hmm. of world things and just getting like weird lag. Interesting. See, that seems like a uh, bad design yeah. in terms of like how you actually handle those assets. Cause yeah. Zelda does the same thing where it will load world chunks mm. and exploits to be found where if you're gliding oh, yeah. at, at the point of these world chunks and you, you like f- pause the game. And yeah. like, if you manage to pause it on a frame where it's loading, it will like main double your speed. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> while you're gliding and so like this is a known thing yeah but what they don't do is um keep loading the world chunks on like this very narrow strip Mm. they've got a big buffer area yeah yeah so you don't get locked in these like loading yeah it seems it seemed weird yeah yeah but um other than that sounds like a bad game (laughs) (laughs) i'm playing on playstation i've i've noticed some frame drops a couple times yeah it does seem like it was first developed for PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I wonder if this is going to be it. I mean, they, they re-released Demon Souls. Mm. Do you reckon they'll re-release Elden Ring on the PlayStation six? Probably. The PC. It's 7. such a, it's such a huge giant game. Like, like, yeah, I, I think they will. Like, it's just gonna. I imagine it's like, you know, how, you know, uh, Skyrim, Skyrim has that like li- <laughs> mm-hmm. life, life, <laughs> and uh gta 5. gta 5 has that mm-hmm. life like i think this might have that as well um just constantly getting re-released because people still play the old dark souls games all the time mm. like they just find newer and newer way they they it's like finding the most obscure way of beating that game like mm-hmm. they there's this whole community about like i only do it with like completely naked and like only using punches and never leveling up like and people beat the game that way like you know they should do that with the zelda oh wait they did that five years ago <laughs> crazy so crazy. what what is the deal with the starting elden ring as the naked character with the stick thing because it seems like everyone that oh. plays like the has played the previous games yeah. mm-hmm. starts the game that way and i started <laughs> i'm like that dude's a knight yeah i'm gonna start this game as a knight yeah uh I, I, I think even I could answer this one, yeah. right? It's it's um, you trade gear for stats, right? Yeah. So uh, if you're covered in armor, you're uh, you're not gonna be like moving as quickly. Your rolls are gonna take up more stamina or go more slowly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and movement is so important in those games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also like um, those pre-made characters also start, I think, around level ten. Yeah. And they already have a bunch of stats and a bunch of like weapons and stuff. Uh, the 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 naked characters start at level one and they have 10 stats and everything, but the equivalent, like they will actually end up with more stats than the pre-made characters. So by the time the character gets to like level right. 10, they actually have more, more overall, m- more overall, but they do start out insanely weak. Mm. And, and it also like, I, I wanted to like one, cause I was like, I've, I've not actually played a dark souls game as that naked character okay but i was like oh i know what this game is about i mm. can i can play as that character 
it's fine. And like, I liked the idea of finding my class as I played. Yeah, because I, I, the class I picked, I pretty much stuck to. Yeah, I yeah. kept playing the game like that because that's how I learned to play through starting like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, um, it it reminds me of. Do you remember? I mean, it reminds me of this beginning of Zelda. You start with a stick. Yeah, and it reminds me of that island. Well, everyone in starts Zelda. with a stick. Sure, but it reminds me also of that island where you uh, even tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah where, on, in Zelda, where you basically have all your gear stripped away and you yeah. you start with no clothes and a stick yeah yeah is i love that as it's a microcosm of the whole advancement system Mm. as a quest yeah it is it is really cool um but yeah i was just i just knew what i was in for so and and that that made me play in a certain way for the first like six hours or so yeah of like being ultra careful like not six hours of being ultra careful because you know you'll die and win it yeah uh you know like i was saying like a lot of my gameplay in those early hours was hiding in a bush (laughs) and waiting for the enemy to turn its back and then and how many real quick how many years did you wait for this game oh man i (laughs) (laughs) blake's still hiding in that bush yeah (laughs) it's just like uh I, i get it it's just it's funny to me that like, <laughs> people wait literally like five, ten years or whatever for this game and to hide like, in the bush. Uh, oh, I can't wait to play six hours of hiding in a bush. <laughs> hiding in a bush. But then as you it was it was such a great journey because as I got stronger, <laughs> as I collected gear, it was like the collecting gear part was awesome. Mm. Like I would just I was just like finding gear and being like, I'll I'll use this and then I'll find something that's better and be like, I'll use this. It was just this like almost survival kind yeah. of gameplay of just like using cobbling together something that i can use to defend myself and like i went through several different weapons until i found actually found a weapon that i'm i'm i like a Hang lot on. and i'm using now so there's a, a you're liking a game where you start off with nothing yeah you have to cobble together things just to get through combat yeah and you're going through multiple weapons yeah huh okay cool. yeah i know Sounds like GTA, right? Yeah, it sounds exactly like GTA. <laughs> it's it's a Zelda joke, is a joke. Oh, I'm okay. making. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, Nick, I'm like this is the thing is that You haven't I beat Breath of the Wild. I feel you have like to beat it. I feel like me or I feel like anyone liking this game you consider as like an attack against Zelda. No, I don't consider it's just an attack like against an Zelda. An open world. I just, Zelda is an open world. I just think it's it's so it's interesting to me the things that appeal in this game uh, i did think of it like <laughs> i did think this is so much like zelda see i kept thinking it was like skyrim that yeah. was the and it was like it felt like the first game since skyrim that felt that way right wow what was it about Elden ring that felt like skyrim just the like the exploring and it being massive and giant fantasy world mm. it um, is it is one of the first games i've had in a while that uh, the size of it has been um, surprising. The size of it is bonkers. Yeah. It's still bonkers. And I think they do a really good thing um, that uh, I remember like Morrowind, I think, did this, where you don't see the full size of the map. Yeah. Um, you, oh, yeah. You, like you, are like, you are like revealing the map as you go, and yeah. your actual map screen increases in size as you find new yep. new parts of it so yeah. you actually don't know how big the map is that sort of thing i actually really like mm. it there's a, always a a sense of overwhelmingness in a game where that is big where you like 
Zelda. I'm going to use the example. Yeah. You start off on that plateau, but you can zoom out the map and yeah, go, and you just oh, go, oh, this this world is huge. Yeah, yeah. And you can feel overwhelmed. Mm. Like, and that that um, it, it also kind of kills some of the surprise. Yeah, because I, like it's it's that thing of like, it's that thing of like imagine playing Zelda and you start off at that plateau and that's all you see in the map. If you went to your map screen, you only see the plateau. Mm-hmm. But you can clearly see out beyond the plateau, and you're like, "Well, how mm-hmm. big is this world?" Yeah. And then when you as unlock you, the next thing, boom, the, the map yeah. gets a little bit bigger, and you're yeah. like, "How big does this thing get?" You have, yeah. you know, and it's it's. I really really like that feeling in in Elden Ring, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also you might be looking at an area of the map and where you are on it, and you know that there's a cliff up there, and there's a whole le- layer above you mm. that you haven't been able to get to. Mm. There's one spot where I still don't know how the hell to get there. I can ru- I can run around underneath it. Yeah. But I can tell from the symbols on the map that I'm not. Oh, you're not seeing I'm the look- things. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's great. <laughs> and then there's a whole. So that's that's the that's the map of the world. There's also a point where you go below the ground, and you discover there's another map of an under underground thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I that was a moment where I was like actually surprised in this game. Like I yeah. thought going into it, I know what these games are like. Mm-hmm. I'm I I know what to expect, and then I found this underground thing, and I was I it it blew me away. Yeah, I had yep. no idea what to expect. Yeah, going into it, it was kind of it was a cool process. Um, why did you get it? Um, if, if a bunch of people were talking about it, and then I watched a like ten minute YouTube video of a guy talking about what to. It was just like a, a quick review. Okay. Um, and I figured, give it a go. What do you usually play? Well, like, what was the game you played before this? Uh, I was actually playing Poe before. Mm-hmm. This that's out. good. Oh. <laughs> what have I? What else have I played recently? I did try get to get back into Dead Cells, very unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a hard game, but that's also a game that doesn't feel unfair the way I think. Um, uh, uh, the Dark Souls game, like okay, the ground can collapse in Dead Cells, <laughs> but must... it, it, but it warns you. Uh, got a real thing about collapsing ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, actually, maybe the cl- ground doesn't even collapse in that game. You, you can break it. You can break. You can it. get yeah. a skill that yeah, causes. Yeah. Oh no! Mm. Maybe there. Maybe are you can break it anyway. No, you definitely can't. You need a skill. Okay. Um, but uh, and there are there are monsters that will like one shot you mm. from off screen, but you can see the attack coming. Okay. Like, there's yeah. a lot of these things are. Uh, mm. uh, you know they're they're signposted, yeah, yeah. You know, mm. telegraphed, and you you just yeah. Honestly, I, I Dead Cells is harder than Elden Ring, by like, in in my opinion, anyway. Dead Cells is really hard. It's yeah. it's, it's a uh, the combat requires really precise timing and movement, mm. and mm. navigating the world uh, requires like planning to some degree in some areas in particular. Mm. Like I'm thinking about the one with the dark, uh, darkness that sort of closes around you and the torches, yeah. um. Uh, and there are some enemies that that are very very difficult. Have a lot of health, deal a lot of damage, and their moves are hard to hmm. predict. Um, you're talking about an enemy that raises its weapon and has weird timing mm. on its attack. 
Dead Cells has enemies like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the the el- those aren't the elements that I find uh, frustrating in, in in a game like Dark Souls. Mm. It's always the things that are like not telegraphed mm. and are hidden information for the point for no real apparent reason. Yeah. Like I become an egg, that could become an egg thing. I know I talk about it. Yeah. But the wait time could have been three seconds. Yeah, I get it. I think you can get like this artificial um you can make like a game seem infinitely large if you have enough secret things though, right? Mm. Because how many other things like that are undiscovered? Mm. I don't mind secret things. I think the thing I want is for those secret things to make sense and (laughs) and and not feel uh unnecessarily trolly mm. yeah I, there is so definitely some like way too convoluted things in mm. elden I, ring you know i even i don't even i when i say that I, there's there's games where it's like there are secrets that are like you have to do a bunch of complicated stuff to find it and it's cool like mario 3 you have to duck behind a white block and then run through the entire level behind the white block yeah and then you get a magic flute and that's like a secret that, that's, that's <laughs> sort of like and that's no one's gonna tell you about that. Sort yeah, of thing. but is that the Actually, is that the what the time the level skip flute thing or something? Yeah. yeah, but that seems like an actual cheat to me. That's like unlocking a it's cheat. A, it's right? a gameplay mechanic, so I would argue that yeah. this is this is similar to like a secret area okay. in, in a sense, right? And uh, you know what? That's not great game design, <laughs> but I I appreciate. I totally get where you're coming from, Paul. When it's like um, a secret like that makes that game feel much larger than necessarily it is. And there's definitely value in that. Um, well, it seems like it's an easy way to make things seem larger than they are. Yeah. Um, I think the thing, like the thing you get hung up on, and the thing I, I understand is that doing that whole become an egg thing <laughs> is to unlock an entire area yeah. of the game. If it was just like, just a, a quirky like Easter egg, basically, you become an egg, and maybe you get. You fight a boss and that's yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, something like that. Like, that's it. But it's like you get an item that if you want to progress into – not not progress in the actual game, but if you want to experience 100% of what the game has to offer, you have to do the stupid thing that yeah. you yeah. – there's no way you would have – like, like I was just thinking just now that, like, um, even, like, there's there's no reason you would go up on this tree, like, to to this bird's nest like uh, they could even put an item a glowing item up there mm. that would make you be even Go consider that yeah. you could get up there yeah. you know or even the the painting that you're talking about that says it needs a special item could, could have a bird in it could have, could have a, bird have a in big it. bird <laughs> in it it could be a message about like yeah. patience opening the path maybe it, or something I, uh, like maybe it does have a big bird in it and i just never noticed i wonder if there's just clues in places that... yeah it could be it could be you know maybe maybe i'm totally wrong about how stupid this thing is. yeah but also this was <laughs> I, I think they have refined their their whole gameplay since dark souls one um you say that but how many times do you have to hit that wall yeah but here's <laughs> the thing i heard i don't know if this is true so speculation. But I, I heard that the only reason people found that because there is an item in the game that if you equip it, it does reveal secret walls. Okay. Oh, so that's cool. they would see that this wall is like, I don't know, maybe it's glowing or something. Yeah. And then, then. and then they hit it and it doesn't stop. So they just keep hitting it. Yeah. Did you they... know that the number of times you have to hit that wall varies by weapon type? I mean, that makes sense. Oh, so, so it's a wall with HP. Did you, yeah. did you know 
that some weapons don't break the wall. Oh, <laughs> so you would need okay. So you'd it would make sense though. So this this makes sense because there's there's enemies in the game that are you know those the the mines there's mine miners that have uh, that are basically all rock. Oh kind yeah, of guys. Uh, I have a like slashing weapon. It does like very terrible damage on them. Uh huh. But I had to so so I have a another weapon that is just like a, a um what is it called like a morning star thing. Mm. That does uh, a different type of damage that really just obliterates them. Yeah, like it's a you know it's basically a hammer. Yeah, it's just I've, um, I've had some bosses where it wasn't even swapping the weapon, but the first like ten times you hit them, mm. it does almost nothing, and yeah. then something happens, uh, and you... they start taking like normal, well, way more amounts of damage. Oh, interesting. I don't know what it is yeah. about it or whatever, but my good design though. Yeah. Well, I kept hitting them. Yeah. <laughs> it started working. Yeah. I have a like I have a weapon that has a, a bleed effect on. Yeah. So then there there's a thing where if that builds up on an enemy, their next hit they take a huge chunk oh, of yeah. So it can seem like you're doing no damage mm. and then suddenly that procs and you do a huge chunk. Mm. Um but then you don't continue doing that much damage, so I don't know what Well, I think this is like some hidden armor stat or something where yeah. Breaks. You like stagger them or something, but right. they don't they don't visibly change. Yeah. Interesting. And it doesn't take that many hits. But... Huh. Maybe it is I mean, oh god. Maybe there's a troll thing where they're just like, You thought this enemy was tougher than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're pretty much out of time. Um but I'll read out should I read out a question? Yep. Okay, this is uh well we've got a bunch. Uh, you read out that top one. That top one. Yeah, it's. Okay. I've cut it into a few sections. Mm, Did okay. I? Maybe. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. This is from Robert, who is yeah. a a long time listener, and we met him when he came to yeah um, ExileCon. Mm. Oh, cool. He said, "Hey, oh, while patiently waiting for the next episode, I wanted to share that I finally did it. Over a year after its release, I finally beat Maven yesterday for the first time. Using you as ambassadors for the team, I wanted to shout out how epic this whole fight is." Arena design, theme, voice acting, sound design, and music all come together to some absolutely gorgeous symphony. As a previous audio engineer, I can't get over how crisp and awesome the SFX and voice lines are. And Camille's score is just jaw-dropping. Needless to say, I suck at bossing, and I needed five tries to succeed. Rip 500 chaos orbs. Boy, am I happy I finally got it down. Also, I can't stop thinking that Maven is actually Bex playing with the player base. <laughs> well, That's good uh, theory. Yeah, thank you so much, yeah. Robert. Uh, that was I, like, I guess, one of the last things I worked on at GTA. Right. Yeah. Um, I made that arena as well. Well, well, well. So, look at look at Braggy. Yeah. Braggy Blake yep. here. Well, it was, it was me and a uh, uh, texture artist. Stan. <laughs> it does look really good. So though. it was both of mm. us. Yeah. That area is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. First of all, uh, thank you so much, Paul, for filling in. Oh, good. That's fun. Just sit down, and talk games. Yeah. That's really what it is. <laughs> That's podcasting. Baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're a very unique podcast in that it's uh, three guys, three white guys specifically at this point talking about <laughs> <laughs> talking about games. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks, hopefully, along with you, Paul. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'll do another one. Uh, if you got any, e- if you got any questions, listener, dear listener, email frenziequestions at gmail.com. Uh, maybe we'll read them out. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we, we, we do. just did. We just did. Yeah. Um, we love hearing Is that from a you. Question? 
No, it wasn't. It was just a, it was a brag, I guess. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want us to feel good about ourselves, send us something nice and we'll say it out loud. Yeah. Um, if you can keep it fairly short, because shorter is better. We, there was, there was an email, which I responded to a while back, uh, that I really wanted to read out, but it was like way too long. So I just had to, I'll, I'll respond to the long ones in the email, but yeah. like, if you want, it, we'd want it read out. I'd rather short. that we are able to read them out, and yep. it's like if they're a little bit shorter, then we can definitely read them out. I'm yep. going for sure going to send through how. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, anyway, thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Blake. Thank you, Paul. Oh. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Bye. About Elden Ring, talk about. I never got to rant about um, Jedi Fallen Order. What even is that? Um, it's um, it, it it's like it's a. I mean, it's a Star Wars game. You're playing as a as a Jedi apprentice hmm. after Order sixty six. So after the Empire's taken over. Um, but it, it's it's got like Dark Souls mechanics, and oh, I don't think they're implemented well. And it's probably the most infuriating <laughs> game I've ever played. And I felt like throwing my controller. Like I literally <laughs> felt it's the only game I played in since I was a child that I've almost threw my controller across the room. I definitely I, had a m- moments like that in Elden Ring. I uh, like I was literally <laughs> stomping my foot in frustration. <laughs> like I I get frustrated in Elden Ring for sure, but like. Elden Ring, I've always felt, and like FromSoft games have always been tough but fair, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a strict father. <laughs> <laughs> but like this Jedi Fallen Order game was like, oh, we want to be. It was like, oh, we want to be like that, and don't really get the fairness of it. Like, it, yeah, it's just like it. It just never really gelled with me. Like the combat, I never felt like I got a handle on it all the way through the game. Right. Like right to the end, I'd be like, I don't even know how I beat that. I just flailed around and <laughs> somehow blocked stuff and looked really cool. But like I, there was like a disc, I felt like there was an absolute disconnect between what I was doing on the screen and what, what I like my inputs. Yeah. They, what they did real well though, is that like the, the lightsaber when you're fighting like stormtroopers, like, and like lower level enemies feels great. Cause you're just, they're a one shot, you know, which they should be. Um, but then you you come up to points where like the a stormtrooper will have one of these electric bats that can block a lightsaber, and like you're getting wrecked by a because it's Dark Souls combat. You're getting wrecked by this one stormtrooper, and if there's a a, a group of them and they get behind you, and it's like because it, it's all so much timing. If when all of their attacks kind of like are out of sync, there's no way that there's no opening for you to attack, so you just get like pummeled on. And I, I actually, I think I did mention this on. Yeah, well, that's that was fun. <laughs> you could use the force and push people off things and and do cool stuff. I actually, I do remember we did talk about this on the podcast because I said that I was I was saying that the um the best combat style I could find was like like rolling in, like dodging in in a in a forward roll, doing a few lightsaber hits, then rolling out. And it's like <laughs> and like I remember Sav. Yeah, I remember Sam being like, that doesn't sound very like Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rolling around. 
Have you seen that uh, Elden Ring video where the guy dress, uh, makes his character look like Sonic? Oh my uses, god! Uh, there's a, I think it's an Ash of War where when you roll, yeah, or when you dodge, it deals damage. Oh what! And he just goes in and PVPs a bunch of people yeah. rolling around, and no one can do anything because oh he's rolling. Oh my god! That's right? so good.